Well, happy Friday, everybody. We've come to the end of another week and in our Bible reading plan. We are in the, in the ninth chapter of Mark's gospel. And as always, I encourage you to read the chapter before watching or listening to this devotion so God can speak to your heart. And, and then you hear what, what he said to me and together, maybe God uses that to help you in some way and help you also learn more and more about how to engage with the scripture. Well, as I said today, we are in the ninth chapter of Mark, and uh, the sentence I wrote at the top of my journal after having read the chapter is this, the miracles I've missed, the miracles I've missed because my prayer life has been inconsistent. Um, in this chapter, Jesus takes uh, three of his disciples Peter, James, and John on what is referred to as the Mount of Transfiguration. And after they return from the Mountain of Transfiguration, at the bottom of the mountain, there's a crowd which had gathered uh, with the remaining nine disciples. And there's a father, a man, who approaches Jesus about casting a demon out of his son and tells Jesus that he had brought his son possessed by this demon, to the disciples while Jesus was on the mountain asking the disciples to cast the demon out and they had been unable to. And eventually Jesus and those nine disciples, if you will, have a conversation and they ask Jesus in verse 28, when he came into the house, his disciples began questioning him privately. Why could we not drive it out? Jesus, why were, why were we not able to cast this demon out the way you cast it out? And Jesus answers in verse 29. He said to them, this kind cannot come out by anything but prayer. This kind cannot come out by anything but prayer. Now, Matthew 17 mentions unbelief, but here the focus is on prayer. In the Gospels, there's, there are all these occasions where we see Jesus retreating for a special prayer time, going on top of a mountain to get away from everybody to pray, uh, getting up early in the morning while it was still dark outside to pray before making big decisions, retreating to pray. Prayer was a central part of Jesus' spiritual discipline during his ministry on the earth. And in my own life, I have to confess and say I've been inconsistent over the decades. Some seasons where I do fairly well, I, don't, I would never call myself a great prayer warrior. But I've had seasons where I prayed fairly well, other seasons where I struggled with it more. I imagine there are many of you in a similar situation, maybe some of you who've almost always struggled. And every time I read anything about prayer, on, on one level I feel guilty, feel convicted. On another level I feel encouraged and inspired to do better. But when I was reading it this time, in light of the disciples' inability to cast out the demon, to perform this miracle, and Jesus saying, this kind can only be cast out, this can only happen if you are a person of prayer, it caused me to, to think a little bit, and I don't know the answer, but it caused me to think about, uh, to wonder about what miracles, what great deeds of God, what blessings from the Lord have I missed out on, not received, not experienced, not been part of, 
because my prayer life was not what it needed to be. Now think about that. Things I missed out on, I don't know anything about them, but I missed out on them because my prayer life was inconsistent. Now if I stop there, that can feel very self-defeating, make me feel very guilty, and I need to reflect on that and repent of that. But I also need to turn it the other direction. Say, all right, now, what, what does that mean for my future? What do I want the rest of my life to look like? What do I want to experience with the Lord going forward? And what, what do I want my prayer life to be like going forward? And then some practical questions is, all right, then how do I do better? What are some practical things I can do to be able to have a more consistent prayer life? Same with you. Now, some things that in recent years have helped me is learning how to pray the Scripture. In our D groups, in our Bible reading plan, as we, um, as we read and God speaks to us and we write in our journals what God is showing us, one of the techniques is to take what God is showing us and turn that into a prayer. Pray to God, talk to God about the very thing He's speaking to you um, in the Scripture, through the Scripture, so that... There's a conversation between you and God, and you're praying about things that otherwise you probably would not pray about. That's one thing. I think the very traditional thing of having a written prayer list is very helpful. The traditional things of having a place and a time, those can be very, very helpful. Uh, but we've got to be intentional about it. I would encourage you to look into reading some books on prayer. Because some things will work for you at one point, one season, one era of your life that won't work as well at different eras. So you need to learn from different people. Uh, when you have kids, very different than when you, have an, when, when, you, when you have an empty nest. Very different. Two different stages of life. But I encourage you to think about what can you do to enhance your prayer life? Because there are things God wants to do in your life, ways that he wants to use you, miracles he wants to accomplish but these things don't happen without prayer. And I don't want to miss out on things if I don't have to. And praying means I miss out on fewer things than I otherwise would. So I hope you'll take some time this weekend to think about um, your prayer life and come up with some simple strategies to help you pray more consistently, more consistently. Because God has a lot he wants to do in your life. Hey, God bless you. And I'll see you Sunday as we worship the Lord. And then Monday as we have another devotion.